Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to continue the series of the teaching called "I Will Live and Not Die." So, this series of teaching is about fighting against the enemy, against the devil, demons, sickness, disease, bad situation. We don't want to die too young. We want to live to the fullness of days that we have on earth and finish our course. This is the ninth lesson of the English series. You go to the YouTube and look for "I will live and not die." I talk about put God first, put the things of God first, ask big, and pray boldly. We learn about getting Scripture to cover your case, and also we learn that we need to do what God says. Today we're going to continue to learn about the key to live and not die. The title of the sermon today is. Keep God's word before your eyes, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us and showing us how to live a victorious life on earth. We want to run our race to the end and finish the end point, the destiny, with joy. I believe, Father, all of your people in this house and those who watch on the live stream shall live a long life, like Abraham. Like Moses, like Job, Lord, we're gonna live a long life with good days, like King David, Lord. We want to finish our course, Lord. Therefore, we're gonna learn the principle in the Bible together, Lord. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Proverbs chapter four, twenty to twenty-two say, "My son, definitely including my daughter." God, son, and daughter, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life. Everyone say life. life. To those who find them, everyone say find them. them. We're gonna learn today. What does it mean to find the word? To find the scripture, healing and health to all their flesh. So, as Christians, we should find scriptures that cover our case. The Bible covers everything: health, finances, work, family, parenting, married life, ministry, traveling, all the things. We need to look for the scriptures. And confess those scriptures from our mouth, and we don't need to worry about anything because God will fulfill His promises. Before I preach, I'm gonna ask you to read the scripture with me, and all this scripture, I brought it out because I know that we can die because of sickness, we can die because of accident, we can die because the devil attacked us and killed us. So we're going to read all the promises of Scripture together regarding 
live a long life, living a long life. Okay, let's read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 together. 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. No fatal sickness or deadly sickness can kill us. We can be healed. Exodus chapter 15, 26. Let's read together. He said, if you listen carefully, read it out loud. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Is God our healer? Yes. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 7, 11 to 15 out loud together. Therefore, you shall keep the commandment, the statutes, and the judgments which I command you today to observe them. Then it shall come to pass because you listen to those judgments and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your wombs and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed Above all peoples, there shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Do you believe God can heal you? When you serve him and obey his command. I want to live a life of worship, a life of service to the Lord all the days of my life. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Let us read out loud. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water. And I will take sickness from your midst. Amen. Is that the promise of God? How many people say I'm going to serve the Lord? And you believe he's going to bless your steak, your chai yo, and your pad thai. Amen. And he's going to bless the water you drink and he's going to take sickness away from you. Psalm 91 verses 1 to 2. One of the things that can kill us is accident or any calamity. Psalm 91 verses 1 to 2. Let's read. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, I will trust. Do you trust the Lord to be your protector? Yes. Amen. Let's read another scripture together, last one. When you get attacked, when sickness come against you, when something come against you to kill you, what do you do? Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy 
and nothing, everyone say nothing, nothing. shall by any means hurt you. Yes, Are this the promise of God? Do you believe it? According to the Bible, we should live a life of worship. We should live a life of service to the Lord. And we serve God. We believe that God is going to take care of us, heal our sickness. And we confess with our mouth, Lord Jesus. Every day you wake up in the morning, you confess, Lord Jesus, you are my protector. You are my provider. You are my promise keeper. You are my strength. You are my victory. You are my peace. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are my savior. You are the giver. I believe you will take care of me. You're going to keep me strong. You shall provide for me. I will never lack anything. I will have more than enough in my life to do every good work. You confess with your mouth who Jesus is to your life. Every single day. Amen. Amen. When you drive on the street, when I get on the airplane, I will say, God, Jesus, you are my protector. The plane will not crash. I will get to the destiny. I confess with my mouth who God is. And then I thank him. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me, for taking care of me, strengthening me, giving me wisdom. I thank you, Lord, and I believe you take care of my life, my home, all of my needs shall be met. You are my provider. You are my shepherd. You are my God. You are the promise keepers. And Lord, I'm going to serve you. Whatever you give to me, my home, my car, I'm going to give back to you. I'm going to use my home to serve you, my kitchen. I'm going to use the money that you give to me to serve you, to live for the kingdom of God. I want to seek the kingdom of God first and all these things shall be added unto me because I seek the kingdom of God first. Everything I do, all the money I spend is for the kingdom of God. I like the promise in the Bible. In the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In NLT say, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and pour into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. I remember I read the story, talk about giving. Giving your strength, your prayer, your time, your money, your energy. You reap what you sow. I read the story of Pastor Joe Austin's mom who got liver cancer. And the doctor said that you will not live more than three to six months. You're going to die. Liver cancer is incurable. She went back home, put all the scripture on the mirror and on the refrigerator. And she began to quote all the scripture and confess all the scripture. Not only that, instead of lying under the blanket and feel bad for herself, self-pity, she went out to pray for the sick, pray for the sick. And six months went by, she's still alive. And years went by, the cancer went away. Hallelujah. Why? Because she gave, she served. 
and God gave her back the healing. Amen. Instead of being self-pity and worry about yourself, you should go out and give. Give your time. Pray for people. The story of Abraham. I'm going to preach about that one day. Abraham. He learned that one of the kings, all of his wife, did not have children. They're all infertile. Abraham prayed for the king family, and all of them get pregnant. And after that, Sarah got pregnant. He prayed for other people to get pregnant. His wife got pregnant. So we should live a life of giving, and serving other people, praying for other people. Don't. Think about yourself. Live a life of giving up to other people, praying for other people, and you live a life of obedience to the word of God. And not only obedient to the word of God, you confess by faith what God promised to you. You say, "I believe you are my provider, Lord Jesus. I believe you are my healer. I believe I have the victory. I believe you are the God of the breakthroughs." I believe you paid a price for me. By your stripes, I am healed. You believe. You say be, you became poor so that I might be rich. You confess with your mouth and believe it, and you obey it. You believe that God can give you success and breakthroughs in your life. God can give you favor. I am highly favored. I'm blessed. I'm anointed. You confess with your mouth what God did for you. You look so excited. Everyone like, oh, I'm excited because I've noticed that this happened to me when I obey the word of God. Now I'm going to teach you. When the Bible say that you find the word of God, when you find the word for yourself, it is life and health to you. How do you find the word? This is the way I want to teach you. You read the Bible, and you don't read quickly just to finish two chapters and get it done and go to bed. No, you read the Bible carefully with the presence of the Holy Spirit to teach you, and you meditate on it. When you listen to the sermon, don't just listen to finish one sermon and next one. No, you listen carefully, read the Bible carefully, slowly, and. Then you keep the word that you learn from the sermon or from the Bible in front of your eyes. What does it mean? It means that you see yourself doing it, obeying it. When the Bible say, "Love other people as yourself," you see yourself loving people. You see the Bible in your eyes. You see yourself doing it and receiving what God promised. When I read. First Peter two twenty four. By the stripe of Jesus Christ, I am healed. I see myself healed. I keep the word of God in front of my eyes, and then let them sing into my heart. Keep in the midst of my heart, and when it goes to my heart, not my brain, not my mental capacity, but go down to my spirit, my heart. Everyone say, my spirit, my heart, and then you mix it with faith. You say yes, I believe. I fill my heart with your word, and I believe it. Then I obey it. I will do it. I will do what you say. I believe what you say. And next, 
when your heart is so full of the word, you don't speak negative anymore. I'm gonna die. I'm broke. I'm terrible. You don't say that. You fill your heart with the word. You speak it out by faith. You confess. You declare, and it's gonna happen to you. You obey. You know the word. Keep in your eyes. Sing into your heart. You see yourself in the word, and you believe in your heart and you confess it out. The word of God will work for you when you obey, believe, and confess. Everyone say, believe, believe. Obey. obey, confess. confess. Three things: believe, believe. Obey. obey, and confess. Don't stop only to do it. Confess. You need to confess with your mouth. And the word of God will work for you. It will f- function for you. Do something for your life. So you must keep reading the Bible, listening to good teaching, and get it into your eyes, drop into your heart, and that word is life and health to you. How many people want life? Life is not just about heart beating, or you still breathing oxygen. No, life is. Everything, good strength, good memory, good looking, full of glory, full of wisdom, success, blessing, life, and also health and medicine to your body. Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-two. I read from New King James Version. And they, God's word, are life to those who fight them. Everyone say, fight them, and health. To all their flesh, the word of God is life to us, and is also health or medicine to our body. If you want to get healed, you get into the word of God all the time. Feed your spirit with the word until your spirit is so strong. Read the word, believe the word, obey the word, and fill your heart here with the word of God. Keep filling it up. And eventually, it will overflow out, flow, flow, flow out into your mouth, because your heart so full of positive thing, not junk. If you watch the bad YouTube things or the bad stuff about six, six, six and the chip and all this, you're gonna be full of fear, and you will not go to church because you feel a fear. Your heart to be full of the word of God, and eventually, what happens when your heart is full of the word of God? It's gonna flow out from your mouth. Matthew 12, verse 34. Matthew 12:34. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil, evil in the heart, say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Fill your eyes with the word. Fill your heart with the word. Mix it with faith. Do it. See yourself in it. Obey it. And keep speaking the word. You don't walk by sight. Even though, when I had a eczema many years ago, even though my hand looked terrible, all swelling, I was thinking about quitting being a neurosurgeon. It's so hard to perform surgery with hand swelling and pain like that. But I say I'm healed. I see my hand healed. I believe I was healed already 2,000 years ago by the wounds and the stripe of Jesus Christ. I keep believing, speaking about it, and command it. I command this mountain to leave my body. I tell you to leave. 
Mark chapter 11, 23 to 24, talking about mouth here. Fill your heart with good word and speak it out. Mark chapter 11, 23 to 24. For actually I say to you, when Jesus say, for actually, what does it mean? Certain. Yep, no if and no but. It's going to happen. For actually I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, your mountain may be sickness, may be job problem, may be ministry problem, may be marriage problem. Be removed. You say, everyone says, says. I say. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things he says. Everyone say, I believe, I believe. The, word of God. the word of God. I speak the word. I, speak the word. I, believe. I believe what the word says, the word says. Will, be will be done. He will have whatever he says. Wow, it's a blank check. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. How can you believe? You believe by feeding the word of God. Keep in front of your eyes. You see the promise of God happen in your life. You see yourself healed, strong, smart, anointed, highly favored, successful, prosperous, blessed, healthy. With the blessing to the nation, you see yourself according to the word. Keep in front of your eyes, everyone do like this, in front of my eyes. Okay. And let them drop into your heart and believe and confess with your mouth. When the Bible says, you will fight the word, what does it mean? If you don't do this, you have not found the word of God yet. You have found what the Bible says. After you read it, keep in your eyes, drop in your heart, Believe and do it, obey it, and confess it. When you do all this process, again, read or listen, keep in front of your eyes, drop in your heart, build your faith, confess it, obey it. When you come to that point, you have found the word. A lot of Christians study, maybe in the Bible school or something, just for hate knowledge. A lot of hate knowledge up here. Nothing in the heart at all. We should not be that kind of Christian. We should be the kind of look at the word and mm, yes, I see myself in it. I do it. Mm, mm, mm. I, I speak like a third degree back belt here. Taekwondo. Mm, ah, and speak it out. When you can do all this process, you have found the word. The word about healings. The word about casting out demons. The word about prosperity. The word about success. Victory. Breakthroughs. There are many, many things in our life that we need to receive from the Lord. I remember many years ago when we started a church, maybe around 1990, one lady came to the church and she suddenly walked to the stage and said, I want to dance. She walked to the stage and she said, I want to dance. 
and I was shocked. She came up and she danced like a Hindu god up on the stage, and I was like, "What's going on here? This lady danced the Hindu dance." So I called the usher. Usher, could you take her to another room? I want to continue my service. And the usher picked her up, took her to another room. That was around 1990. At that time, I have no idea about casting out demons. I don't have any faith about casting out demons. But many years later, I studied about demons and I studied about how to cast out demons. After that year, <laughs> if you come like that, I'm gonna cast you out. Because I know the word, and I believe in the word about casting out demons. Now, you see, you need to get the word in first, in front of your eyes, into your heart, believe it, see yourself in it, practice it, and confess it. Amen. I want to encourage you. Many of you are still young. I know some of you sitting there, maybe 13, 14 years old. Some of you may be still young like me, 60 something years old, and you think, "Wow, Pastor La, why you talk about death? Why you talk about sickness? Why you talk about healing? Oh, I don't need this stuff. I don't need this stuff. I'm still young. I'm healthy." In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 9 or 10, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer, and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard, you lazy? When will you get up from your sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of your hands to rest? And poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. What I try to say is this: even though you're still young, even though you're still healthy, you need to store up the word of God now while you're still young. Store up the word in your eyes, in your heart. Build faith, because one day when you turn 80 years old, and something happened to you. By that time, <laughs> my heart full of the word, full of faith. Go away, this knee pain. In Jesus' name, boom, gone. But if you say I'm too young, I don't need to do anything right now. Pass the law. Why you teach all these things? I don't need it. This sermon is for people at 100 years old. I'm too young for this thing. If you think that way, by the time you turn 80 years old and sickness attack you. You don't have enough faith to fight. That's why don't be sluggard, don't be lazy. Feed yourself with the word. Be, keep building faith. Even though you are 15 years old, you still build faith. Build faith because one day you may need to pray for your daddy, your mommy, your grandparents by faith, and you have so much faith in Jesus' name. At 15 years old, daddy, you are healed right now, and she get healed. You build your faith now. Don't wait until you get old. Amen. I want to tell you one thing. Jesus loved you and me so much. He loved us so much. He is in heaven right now, and His perfect will for us is to have heaven on earth here. There's no sickness, no curse, no poverty, no failure, no heartache, no tears, no pain, no neurosurgeon, no chiropractor, no. 
hospitalist and internist in heaven. He wants us to live in heaven with him. He wants us to have good health. He wants us to be blessed, to be healthy, to be strong, anointed, fruitful, mature, and be the blessing to the nations. He loves us so much. Anytime I pray for all of you, every time I think about the church, that heart comes into me. Son, I want my people to be healthy, to be healed, to be blessed, to be prosperous, to be strong, to be fruitful, to be the blessing to others. That's my will. I heard that all the time in my heart. And I pray for all of you. I want to save their kids from hell. I want their kids to go to heaven with you, with the parents. I don't want any kid to go to hell. It's not God's will for anybody to perish or to go to hell. Amen. Amen. And God has provided us the Holy Spirit and the word of God and a good church for you to be in. And now you have to do your part. You need to join a good church. You need to serve the Lord. You need to worship the Lord and feed your spirit with the word to your eyes. Keep in front of your eyes. Get into your heart and repeat this again and again so that you can get it, okay? <laughs> Keep in front of your eyes. Get into your heart. Build faith. Build faith. Do it. Obey it. And confess it. Everyone say, read the word. Keep it in front of my eyes. Put into my heart. See myself in it. Doing it. And confess it. John chapter 10 verse 10 say, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Is it God's will for us to have super abundant life in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, family, relationship-wise? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need. Everyone say, everything, everything. I, need. I need. For life and godliness through our knowledge of him, who called us by his own glory and goodness. I'd like to read from NLT. I want to show all this scripture to you that it's God's will for us to receive life, to live a godly life. Second Peter 1 3 in NLT. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Third John verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health. Everyone say prosper. Good health. Just as your soul prospers. How can you get your soul prosper? You need to feed your soul with the word and fill with the Holy Spirit. Read it. Listen. Keep in front of your eyes. Get into your heart. I'm going to keep repeating this. And you get it. Get into your heart. See yourself in it. Believe it. Do it. So many of you just sit. Are you, are you listening? When, when you listen and you get excited, you... Not... I try to give you the secret so you will not die soon. 
You will not die too young. Maybe we should bring more uh, culture of people in the south, <laughs> people in the Bible Belt, or those people come in. Hey, hi, how are you? Oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey! Preach it, preach it. <laughs> Maybe start from Jr. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I like that culture in the south, in the in the Bible Belt. Yes. Hey, ha, ha, ha. Everyone stand up. Yes, preach it. I like that. It, they get excited about the word of God. Amen. <laughs> We need to change the culture here. <laughs> God wants us to prosper. God wants us to stay healthy. Amen. But the problem is this: many Christians are bombarded by pet doctrines. What are the pet doctrines? The pet doctrine is this. It's God's will for you to be poor. It's God's will for you to be sick. Oh, pastor, you wear, you use a diamond ring. I see it and bother me. I don't want to wear the diamond rings because when Jesus was on earth, he was poor. He did not have a diamond ring. I want to be like Jesus Christ. I want to be poor like him. No, he was. He became poor so that you might be rich. Amen. You missed that scripture. I need to suffer like Jesus. I need to go to the cross. Pet doctrine. I want to tell you, right now Jesus is walking on the street of gold, and you're gonna be there, and you're gonna walk on the street of gold. And Jesus up in heaven, no sickness. And when you go to heaven, no sickness, no curse. Revelation chapter 21, verse 10 and 21. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Is our God rich? Yes. The street is gold. My brother and sister don't have that pet doctrine of being poor, being sick. Uh, uh, okay, don't take me wrong. I'm not a prosperity preacher. Okay, I'm not a I'm just follow the Bible. Okay, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I just follow the Bible. We can expect to be healthy. To be prosperous, yeah. successful, yeah. have a good job, yeah. marry a good, godly spouse. Yeah. Father, I pray for all the singers in this room that they will find a godly spouse. Love God, fear God, and serve God together in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! The Holy Spirit get involved with this. Our job is to read the Word, keep in front of our eyes, let it go down to the heart, see ourselves in it, obeying it, doing it, confessing it. When you do that, when you confess with your mouth by faith of what the Word of God say, who will take action? The Holy Spirit. When you speak by faith, confess by faith the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. 
is moving. That He's gonna give you power to overcome sickness. He's gonna heal your sickness. The power of resurrection will work in you. You say, "I'm free from this addiction, from the gambling. I am free indeed." And the Holy Spirit will set you free by the power. When the devil attack you, and you say, "Get out of here! I resist you," the Holy Spirit will give you faith, the shield of faith, and the Holy Spirit will give you power to say, "No, get out of here! I command you, devil, leave my house, leave my body right now." Who helped you to get that happen? The Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of the word. Let me read John chapter 14, verse 26. I'm almost done with my sermon here. But the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Your job is to keep reading. Keep it in front of your eyes. Put it into your heart. Mix it with faith. Confess it. Doing it. Expecting it. Obeying it. And when you face a situation, who is going to remind you of those scriptures? The Holy Spirit. Who is going to give you the power to say no to Satan? Who is going to give you grace and power to command sickness to go away? Holy Spirit. Who gives you the strength to fight against the enemy? The Holy Spirit. So the word and the spirit. We can boldly confess every day. I am healed. I'm healthy. By the power of resurrection. By the stripes of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is with me and he will help me. So in conclusion, I'm done with my sermon. But I have something else to do. The service is not done yet. In conclusion, five scriptures that cover your case. Read, read, listen. Keep them in front of your eyes. See yourself doing it, having it, fulfilling in your life. Let them sink into your heart. Fill your heart with the promise of God, with the scriptures. And confess it with your mouth. And when you confess, you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit, by faith. And you're going to see the result. The mountains will be removed. Amen. This is how I live all these years. God taught me this lesson a long time ago. And this is how I live my life as a Christian. I have found the scriptures to the degree that is in my heart, is part of my life. And I speak about it. I talk about it. I confess it. Amen. You need to come to that point. You come to the point that you have found the scriptures, which is life to you and health to your flesh. Amen. What you speak may not happen overnight. Don't give up. Amen. Keep speaking. Keep confessing. Keep believing. Don't give up. It may take two months, three months, three years. I pray for my mom to be saved for 
a long time. Maybe I got saved 1981. She got saved around 1990 something, 92, 93, 20 years. I pray for my mom to be saved, and eventually God answered me. She got saved. You keep praying. You keep confessing. I and my household shall be saved. You keep saying that. I and my household shall be saved. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. How many people are gonna put this into practice? Amen. How many people are gonna say, "I come to the degree that I have found the Word of God, the degree that I have found the Word of God." That when you say, "I have found the Word of God," it means you keep them in your eyes, get into your heart, practice it, believing it. You see yourself in it, and you speak it. That is the meaning. You find the word of God. Amen. The Lord spoke to me a couple of days ago to share quick things to you. The reason I want to share this with you, this is not in this sermon, but we can add into the sermon here, because I think God wants to remind you about next life. God wants to wake you up. Because we're all busy with job, bills, running errands, doing things, and especially during the pandemic, right now, COVID-19, because we get bombarded by the problem with vaccine, with chips, with 666 thing, with infection, death, and we forget about the truth in the Bible. And I want to share this to remind you. Because my big concern right now is that many parents don't take kids to church anymore because they forget about the word hell. Hell. The word hell in the Greek language, when Jesus talk about hell, is the word Gehenna, G-E-H-E-N-N-A, Gehenna. This is a Greek language which come from. The Hebrew language, the Valley of Hinnom, Matthew 5:29 to 30. Who spoke about Gehenna or the Lake of Fire, hell, the most in the Bible, more than any writer in the Bible? That person named Jesus Christ. He talked about hell a lot. Gehenna, the final hell. Gehenna means the final hell. There are another three kinds of hell or the three kinds of Like a prison that keep the demon and fallen angel and the unregenerate spirit there. But the final hell is Gehenna. I know you may think this is a fire hell preacher. No, I'm not a fire hell preacher. But I think I need to educate you. Gehenna. If you your right hand causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Kahina, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into Kahina, yes. hell. Matthew 10:28, and do not fear. This is all from the mouth of Jesus Christ. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Don't be afraid of the Antichrist, please. Don't be afraid of COVID-19, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both soul and body in 
Gehenna in hell, the eternal lake of fire, the final hell. Luke 12:5 from the mouth of Jesus. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him. This is why I don't want to cheat God in tithing. I fear God, who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Gehenna. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. The word Gehenna is translated into the eternal lake of fire. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable. Thank you. Okay. Murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire. Gehenna. And brimstone, which is a second death. The Lord Jesus talked about hell more than anyone else. Why he used the word Gehenna as hell? Because the word, the Greek word Gehenna is found upon the Hebrew word Tophet, T-O-P-H-E-T. I'm educating you right now about hell. Tophet. The word Gehenna and Tophet has a concept of hell. Jesus used this word to describe how hell looked like. What is Tophet? Tophet means the place of death, the place of fire. In Jerusalem, south part of Jerusalem, there was a valley in the south part of Jerusalem, that valley named the Valley of Hinnom, or the Valley of Dead Bodies. When the backsliding kings of Israel ruled the country, they set up a place called Tophet. That place they put the statue of an idol named Molech. Can I see the picture of Molech here? Can Molech. That is the idol at Tophet in the valley of Hinnom. And these kings would burn their children, boy and girls, alive on the red, hot, burning hand of this idol, Molech. And what happened? All these kids would cry very loud. So they tried to drown the voice of these suffering kids with cymbal, drum, shouting, and worshipping of the idol worshippers. So this is a place of fire. The place of burning and death. What you can see in that picture. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 21. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech. Nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Second Chronicle 28, 3-4. He, which means Ahaz, burned incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom. The valley of Hinnom the valley of death, and burn his children in the fire. So the valley here, south of Jerusalem, in the southeast of this valley, they set up this idol, and they burn children alive. The stench, the smoke, ascended up. You can smell the stench there. And the area eventually become the area that they burn all the filth 
and the impurity and the garbage of Jerusalem later on. And the worm will come in to eat around the area of the fire. Why Jesus used this word kahina, which means the trophet or the valley of Hinnom. And we see the picture of fire, burning fire, crying, suffering of the children who were burned by the king in that generation. Because he wants us to see the picture of hell. Hell is a place of stench, worm, fire, crying, burning with brimstone. Brimstone is a chemical that is so bad for the body of human being. It makes more burn. And when brimstone has fire, it will not fade away. It will stay there for a long time. Why show all this picture to you? Why do I talk about hell here? Because I want to wake you up. My brothers and sisters, don't play game. Take serious. And please think about your children. He doesn't want your children to go to hell. The reason I say all these things because I travel so much and have seen so many young American people in this generation who grew up in a church and they left God. And they have nothing to do with God. They even curse God in front of me. I'm serious. And I ask, did you grow up in a church? Yes, my dad, my mom go to church. But why didn't you go to church now? No, I don't want God. I see a mess in the church. I feel so bad inside me that they are not going to heaven. They are going to hell. I pray for them. Actually, I don't condemn them. I come home to Bellevue and I pray for all these men that I, I even write their name down because I want to pray for all of them that they will be saved. My brothers and sisters, I want to warn you. Love the church. Love Jesus. Don't gossip about your pastor. Don't talk negative in front of your kids about your pastor. Don't attack your youth leader. Don't say something negative about the church. Because when they hear that, they say, at 18 years old, bye-bye. Because I see that you don't even like your own church. You don't even like Christianity. You go to church. And you force me to go to church with you. When I become a doubt, bye-bye. And they walk away from God. This is serious. Parents, love your church. Be positive. Love your pastors. Don't gossip about your church. No, there's no perfect church in the world. You always say positive about the church, about Jesus Christ. Because you don't want your children to be there. Can you see the last picture? I don't want my children to go to hell. And one thing you can do to cause your children to go to hell is you miss church all the time. You show to your children, God is not important. You're afraid of COVID-19 so much that you don't want to go to church anymore. And you talk bad about the church. Even though you may not say bad things about Jesus directly, but you're causing your children to be negative about the kingdom of God. No one sees Jesus with their own eyes. No one sees God in heaven. But they see people on this planet Earth, the church of Jesus Christ. The only way to keep your children in the kingdom 
is that you know you love his people, you love the church, you value the church so much, and your children will value the church like you. Don't criticize me that I don't know the Bible enough because this guy never went to Bible school. If you criticize me in front of your children, they will walk away at 18 years old. Don't be negative. Why so quiet? Do you believe I loved you? I share all these things because I'm concerned about your kids and about your life. Especially during the COVID-19 right now, so many churches closed down. So many people walk away from church. So many kids just get depressed, stay home, watching on the screen. They don't meet their friend anymore in school or in the church anymore. Come back to church. COVID-19 can kill only the body, but Satan can kill your kids and they cannot go to heaven. This is serious. Do you believe I loved you? I never preach like this, but I think I come to the point, it's enough. Young people, please make sure you pray specifically that you will marry a godly spouse. Don't have unequal joke with non-believers. Because if your husband doesn't care about God, your kids will follow him. They may go to hell. Please make sure. I know my, my sharing today is a little bit hard. But I need to. If your girlfriend doesn't care about going to church, if your boyfriend doesn't care, your kids come out, your spouse is going to drag them out of the church and your kids will go to hell. Therefore, both husband and wife should love God. If you get mad at me, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But I want to protect all the young people in this house. Hell is serious. It's a real place. Serious. Don't take it lightly. It's eternal. In hell for eternity. I don't want to be there. I don't want even one of my kids and one of my grandchildren to go to hell. I take serious about making sure my kids go to heaven with me and my grandchildren go to heaven with me. I cannot force you guys, I cannot force the whole world, but I can at least take care of my family, my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I cannot force people in the whole world to go to heaven. But I am responsible. Don't blame church, okay? Don't blame the church. Oh, the church doesn't save my children. No, it's you. Parents, is your, your life, the way you say in the house, the way you treat your church, the way you speak in the, in the house will impact your children. Don't blame the church. Your children are under your responsibility, not me. You have to behave. Amen? Amen. Mm. How many say, I don't want to go to hell? Again, I never do like this before in this church because I'm not a fiery hell preacher. 
But the Lord spoke to me two days ago. I need to warn people. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for warning us, Lord. This is serious, Lord. We don't want just to talk about the world, life on this earth, but we need to know, Lord, that there is another life after this world, and it's serious, Lord. Eternal heaven or eternal hell. Lord, wake up all the parents in this house, that they will pray for their children, and they take serious about. Helping their children to love Jesus and His body, the Church of Jesus Christ. They will not have a negative attitude, complaining, gossiping, attacking the church and the pastor. Lord, I pray, Father, that young people in this house will have wisdom, light, and understanding that they should not joke with people who don't love God. Who are against God? Because one day they're going to have children, and their children will suffer. Lord, you say in the Bible, when we loved you, served you, the blessing of Abraham will go down to the thousand generations. Therefore, I pray for young people in this house, the single, to marry godly people. Lord, they will make the right choice in picking their spouse. And I pray that you will bring godly spouse to their life. I pray, Father, you give wisdom to the parents in this room and on the website, in the internet, how they should say, how the wisdom, what to do, to bring their backsliding children to God, back to God, and they will prevent. The rest of the children who have not backslidden to stay in the kingdom of God, Lord, we know if we save millions of people in the world, but our children go to hell, that will be sad. Lord, we're gonna take this seriously. From now on, we're gonna pray for our children in this house that they all will turn to you, Lord, and no one in this house will go to hell, Lord. We thank you, Father. And Father, we pray that your people will practice what you taught them concerning fighting the word, which is life and health to their body, Lord. And they will depend on the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let us make sure that we will not go to hell. Let us confess together. Confess with me, Father in heaven. I repent of my sin. I ask for your forgiveness. I have the fear of God in my heart. I don't want to sin against you, Lord. I loved you, Lord Jesus. You are my Savior, my Lord. My healer, my protector, my shepherd, my life giver, promise keeper, wisdom giver, Prince of Peace. I believe in you, Lord Jesus. I allow you to sit on the throne of my life. 
to be my Lord and Savior. I promise you, Lord, I shall repent quickly when I learn the word and find out that I sin against you. I don't want to have a stiff neck, stubborn heart. I humble toward you, Lord, and I receive your grace. My name, Lord, is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb in heaven. I will go to heaven and be with you for eternity. While I'm living on this planet Earth, heaven will visit me. I am blessed. My children are blessed. My grandchildren are blessed, and we're going to be the blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.